0: This it is. It is, is Smart, Smart Brunology Podcast, Brinology. and you are listening to Shivam Chuneja. So today, I have somebody really special for you guys. The name is Jesse Kay, and he is the host of the podcast called 20 Under 20s, where he interviews successful entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe. His goal is to get out practical lessons and stories from some of the best minds on the planet to inspire young men and women to become tomorrow's entrepreneurs. And his podcast has been mentioned in the Huffington Post as a podcast that distills practical lessons and stories from the brightest millennial men and women paving the way for our generation. So I give you Jesse K. Let's let's start with one thing. Uh, why? Why the podcast? Because that's something which is really intriguing.
1: So the idea behind the podcast um, was I'm in my entrepreneurship class on a junior in high school, and we had to come up with a product or service and a business plan for it. And a lot of kids in my class had great ideas and they were super creative, but they had no idea how to execute on it. They didn't know what their first step should be. So I did more research and realized a lot of kids have this issue. They're interested in business or entrepreneurship. They have no idea what their first step should be. They think they're too young or they don't know where to go. So then I was like, I should try and connect these kids with people who have done these incredible things at such a young age. So I interviewed um, for 20 under 20s, I interview people in their 20s or below, successful entrepreneurs and leaders to get some of their lessons, stories, and experiences from creating and running their own business to help inspire and educate the next generation of future entrepreneurs.
0: Um, pertaining to this exact thing, uh, why do you think to like people in this specific age group are going to be better for, for the kind of your target market? Why not pick up the billionaires, for example, people like Mark Cuban or... Picked a millionaire's grandparent in one of these days
1: So I would have some of those guys on, but it's not going to be my main target. um Like I've talked to people like AJ Vaynerchuk, who so I may be having on, or Gary Vaynerchuk I may have on, or, um, Mark Cuban, exactly. But the main goal of the show is to have the kids connect with the people. And I think the best person to connect with a 16 year old is somebody within 10 years of them. They're going to listen much better to a 65 year old than they would a 60 year old unless it's somebody that everybody knows like a mark cuban or somebody like that where they connect regardless or they have a goal of connecting you like a gary v yeah but besides that i mean there's tons of amazingly successful millennials and gen zers who are going out and telling it that have a great story to tell
0: and have you had somebody come up in your show uh talk about something and then one of your listeners have had like kind of a positive impact in their business or they started with something and one of your podcasts helped them and they approached you and said thanks or something of that sort?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I just did an interview um, recently with Caleb Maddox. He's um 15-year-old. I, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Caleb's awesome. <laughs> Somebody messaged me right after. Thank you so much for me It's helped me so much. Um, keep putting out content. Everyone needs to hear it. All these incredible stories. Um, Now I'm taking initiative and going out and doing my own thing. So, you know, it's all those kind of things which make you feel great. But also I think it's just getting great content out. I guess I'm having on honor. Incredible. And I think they have a huge impact and can help anybody
0: get inspired or get educated yeah, on what but, they want to do. So as for the content, I, I see you're, you're pumping out uh, great interviews. And what is your future strategy with the the same, as from a content perspective and from the podcast? Do you want it to become like something bigger as a part of something or do you want it to keep as uh, a simple podcast like uh, this guy Pat Flynn?
1: So I think there's multiple angles that I could go down. Um, Right now, what I'm trying to do is able, is trying to build up the podcast and the following that goes along with it. So I'm pumping out social media content, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, pumping stuff out daily. Um, getting meetings with people, trying to use trying to use the podcast to be able to network with people, leverage that network and connect with awesome people. Um, so that's the short term goal to gain a following, gain base. Long term, I think I could go anywhere. I could take it and use that network and run a future business. I could keep the podcast. I definitely want to keep the podcast going for the foreseeable future, just because it's been a great experience. to Number one, learn from these incredible entrepreneurs and number two, be able to connect with all these amazing people that I could be friends with and partner with all the way down the line in every industry. So
0: most of my audience in in India, especially, they, they they are in kind of the same demographic and they're... It's it's exactly the same problem with them. They don't know what's what the first step should be. So I'll I'll have a lot of questions. Who, people who ask me about okay, I want to get into this specific industry or with this specific business. So I have a business idea. I don't know how to get into that, and I see where you come in. So um, coming since you've talked to a lot of these people, uh, what have you realized that is like the key thing when you have an idea and you want to get into it? Uh, like maybe there are a few common things that you might have noticed in all of these people you've interviewed.
1: Number one thing is just go out and do it. Don't wait. This, you're going to wait for the perfect time, but the perfect time is never going to come. Um, the stars never align in your favor. It's not going to just happen. Go out, take initiative. You have nothing to lose, especially if you're in high school or college or anything like that. Still have a family, still the house to live under, still have anything. There's pretty much no risk. The worst, that, the worst thing that can happen is that you fail. And the best thing that could happen is that you have, as Ben Stern says, you have lifelong opportunity and partners and everything. So there's really no risk. You're doing amazing new experiences. You're meeting awesome people. And, I mean, just go out and do it. I mean, I use this example not as a way to um, boost anything or brag, but if I can do it and go from six months ago being just your average junior in high school to today – Shooting basketball with uh, Ray Rice, AJ Vaynerchuk and the meeting Derek Jeter this afternoon. Anyone can do it.
0: Exactly. I think that's that's so true. Uh, a lot of a lot of people don't take action. They want to change something, and oh. I I recently had this experience with one of my friends. So he's been on on my head, like, look at these people. They're like, I want to change so many things, so many things, and now he has the opportunity to actually step into it. And I I don't know what's the reason but this guy doesn't want to get into it. That's, uh,
1: the, that's the thing. There's so many people that they want to be entrepreneurs, but they, they're not fit to be entrepreneurs. I mean, it's not, it's not the easiest thing. You have to have this initiative. I was just talking with DJ Vaynerchuk uh, today about, and he says he has friends, he has family members, come and ask him for advice on businesses or to get a meeting, and he will only take it if they show an initiative. So something to say, I have this great idea. He says, okay, at least go from 0%, to 10% get some test get something build a prototype build a framework if you're really that committed you got to be in it because if you're not feeling that same passion today you're not gonna feel that passion in two years
0: yeah yeah that's that's super true like no matter who you have as your partner if you're not the person who wants to take initiative I I, I don't think the partner even wants to be around you or especially if that guy's like really interested into something and you are just a
1: hundred percent you both need to be on you need to be
0: on and I know like, uh, Vayner guys, like Gary, he's a, he's a big fan of knowing what your strengths are and if you can really pull off and it's so true. I'll, so need to know your strengths. 100%. Exactly. Coming back to my audience, um, a lot of people in my audience I've talked to, they'll ask, okay, I want to get into, uh, some sort of business or I want to have a blog or I want to have a YouTube and. The reason they want to have that is just plain, simple fame or the exact thing, like you want to put CEO in your title, uh, which which partly okay, it's good like because you get your your ego boost. But then long-term, if you think of it that way, it's not easy to build a business. And you, you might have noticed this with getting people onto your podcast. You're, it's not just like you ask somebody and day one, everybody says yes.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, if you I honestly don't like when people just put it up just so they can say something and they haven't done shit. Um, I think you need to go out and take initiative. I mean, I was a random kid who then was going to say yes to being on my podcast. I sent 350 cold emails a day every day for, six, for two months. And that's how I got my first guests. And then those guests, I was able to connect with them, build a great partnership and friendship with them. And now I'm having all of my podcast requests come inbound. It's not easy. You have to go and get all of these people I literally sent out 350 cold emails a day, every single day for two months. That's, I was up till 2am. You got to go out and grind and hustle. It's not easy. And then you'll feel the reward of it.
0: That's the point. Like, um, people, uh, I've seen it. Like I, they either don't want it enough or, or they haven't set their priority and their goals straight. Which, which keeps them from doing that exact thing. And, and I remember when I wanted to play in Europe, and like I was basically in, in table tennis. I was like kind of a nobody uh, at that moment. I had recently started, wasn't very good. I was okay. And I wanted to go to, uh, to a professional club and play for them. And I was like, what do I do? So I, sat, I sent like 400 old emails. Two of them replied. The third one, when replied, I got, I, uh, I picked up the third one and that basically changed my whole life like around in i got into psychology after that marketing social media and like it's almost 2 years later i'm like it's it's on baby but that's that's partly i think people so they get kind of frozen i think in, in when they don't know what the first step is but it's it's nobody else can come and tell them and I'm no, stressing on this again and again because.
1: If you're not your own 100% encouragement, then it's not worth it. If you're not willing to give up nights with your friends, if you're not willing to stay up late and not get a lot of sleep to do it, then you're not, then you don't want it that bad. It's simple enough as that. I encourage everyone to go out and go for it. But if you realize a week after that you're not feeling that same drive, then it's not a good project for you. You might want to start from the beginning because imagine what you're going to feel six months down the line if you're already losing passion.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of us get into, I think, um, this thing, called, as I think Alex Becker calls it, a being an information whore. Yeah. And so you don't take the step. And I, I think partly that's partly the reason why Gary doesn't put out a lot of, like, tools and stuff. Like, if you do this, like, tactics, he motivates you so you find your own thing. And... Uh, but it it's ultimately comes to you and what what you are going to do with what you have currently, and, and that's partly that's that's innovation right there. Hundred percent, I totally. Okay, uh, one thing as for your next podcast, what what are you planning to like within? Let's talk about. Let's talk a little bit of short term because a lot of people want to okay everybody knows like yes long term is the business game and the long term is the game but let's talk a little bit on on a different and let's talk short term and what 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 do you have in mind from a short term perspective and what do you suggest for people who so i have i have a huge audience of people who just started a blog just started a podcast just started a youtube and the kind of mindset they should have for short term. For long term, yeah, it's patience and you have to put volumes of content out, volumes of good quality content that gives value to people. Yeah. But talking um, about short term.
1: Just go along with that long term for a second. You got to be consistent and you have to have good content. If you're consistent and you have good content and you're engaging, you, you're good long term and patience. Um, in terms of short term, I would say a couple of things. things. Um, number one, don't expect an overnight success. It's not going to happen. Um, everyone thinks my, I even thought it at the beginning, my podcast, of course, my podcast is going to be on number one on new noteworthy in two days. Not. It's not a reality. Um, I would say number one, I would not focus on your amount of viewers the first couple months. I would focus on putting great content out there, getting incredible people and telling a great story. That's going to matter long term. The amount of viewers you get, I would not focus on. I haven't checked my view. I used to check every hour. I haven't checked my viewers in three weeks and it's been the best thing I've done. Um, number two, I would say ask, cold email, get guests on. I think that's the best way to grow your show or, if, uh, or podcast, blog, YouTube channel, um, or blog, whatever it is. Um, I think if you can get incredible guests and that's what I'm trying to do now, I'm trying to get higher profile guests on the show. who will have huge following. So people like a Caleb Maddox with a hundred thousand or whatever, yeah. uh, like that. Um, if you get that, they're gonna share your message because they feel your message, and boom. That I mean, Cable Maddox put me on a story yesterday right before the interview, and within twenty seconds, I got I don't know fifty requests. Like it, it. If you can get one high profile, they all want to help. And worst thing that happens is somebody says no. Just yeah. email, email, email. Don't be afraid to ask. So I'd say my short term goals right now are growing my following, my social media, pumping out content, and. Yeah only trying to get higher profile guests on um, and you know it's it's definitely difficult to balance I mean I'm a high school junior still have six weeks school left um, I've been doing this all junior year junior year is stressful enough already um, and it's tough but if you want it that bad you'll go out make sure you get
0: content out on time and just stay consistent is my number one piece of advice absolutely absolutely so uh, uh, right on that because so when, when I when I exactly when I talk about uh, short-term goals, that's something uh, that I mentioned a lot as well. You should focus on your content goals more than the subscriber and the viewer count goals. So you, okay, you decide. And especially with Instagram, because I've been helping a lot of people with Instagram and with Instagram, what I suggest is you have to have an aim to post 300 pictures or 200 pictures with YouTube. You want to push out a hundred quality videos instead of looking at, Having huge number of subscribers within the first month, like you pick up people like marcus brownlee uh this guy I think he had like he pushed out a, a he he made a hundred tech reviews and he had like seventy five subscribers or something, and that's over a period of four months or i think a year or something like that, and right now he's one of the biggest tech youtubers right there, and
1: it's not uh I mean, were talking about this yesterday um he his start was on Periscope. That was when Periscope was big. And he went on Periscope, and he said the first couple months, he had four people watch his videos. And he was like, well, why am I doing this? Four people watching his videos. And then he gets a message. The message is from um, Grant Cardone's sister. He doesn't know who Grant Cardone is at this time. Or well, maybe he does. I have no idea. But he gets a message from Grant Cardone's sister, and she says, I just watched your pop or your periscope. I loved it. I want to connect with my brother. He, he was, was on the show. Guy. Yeah. And Diane, like, the okay, talk cool. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that had a huge. Like, look at that. He had four sub- viewers, but one of those viewers changed his life forever.
0: Exactly. Like, even one, one, view one view counts. It's
1: all in on your active view. Just because uh-huh. you have a 100 people, you yeah, rather have 100 people that love you than 500 people that are okay with you. Yeah. Oh, when you want to keep them engaged, and you want to praise, you want to make sure you get a good connection with them.
0: That's that's so true. And I I remember because I the the reason I know Caleb is from the show with Kevin Harrington on Grant's yeah uh, website. So at that moment, I was with uh, working with the uh, Grant on the booklet, the Millionaire booklet, yeah, and. and i was like dude this kid is this kid is fire and so the, the same thing because i i was focusing on like massive activity i was asking i was trying to get in touch with grant and i ended up uh selling him up on letting me manage six of the languages for the playbook and this dude gives me a shout out on his facebook page and i think right that moment he had like 900,000 uh something fans on his facebook and he gives me a shout there. He gives me a couple of shouts on Snapchat. And he's been in touch with me through, since then, since last year. And like, I, I treat him as one of my biggest mentors, Grant. And that, 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 that one shout out alone on Facebook, I think it got me like a thousand requests from people who, who either were into marketing and sales or that kind of stuff, which actually opened so many doors for me. And, it ended up getting me in touch with a couple of people who know Caleb. So it's kind of a circular network and it's, it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens. And like I said, I'd be happy to introduce you to Caleb. He's an awesome dude. Um, He's incredible.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's really amazing. Um, Coming, coming back to on, on, on those kind of things. What do you think is should be kind of a strategy? So I know, like you've been talking about, let's like cold emails and that uh, that stuff. But from a from a what do you talk about in an email when you're trying to get in touch with an influencer, like say Grant or somebody? Because I it's
1: funny, I'm actually I just opened my computer and whoever I don't know if anyone can see this, but uh, this is the first thing that just came up.
0: You, uh, if you want to get in touch with Grant, I can put you in touch. Uh, let's make that happen let's make that happen five minutes right after the call deal that yeah. deal uh,
1: but back to what you were saying um about what my cold email looks like you want to keep it short you want to keep it to the point and you want to say why they should like what's in it for them because nobody's going to do it just because yeah So i struck through my emails. i was like you will be helping shape the next generation of future leaders um and I think credibility is a huge thing. So being able to say that the Huffington Post called the podcast, a podcast interviewing successful entrepreneurs paving the way for Jesse's generation. I think that if you can have some sort of credibility and put that in, I think that makes your email much more, um, much more effective. Um, but I think the key points is just go straight to the point. Nobody likes to go through a whole email chain without getting to the point. I think first it should be four sentences um and it should just be saying why you can help them why you think they could have a huge impact is my piece of advice
0: yeah what what the what the person gets out of it like i remember even same for grant like i did not just say like okay i want to translate blah 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 because everybody on the planet was doing that he had like a million fans um i actually gave him the numbers i was like this is the impact you are trying to make and i for i knew that he was he had a big thing like i want to reach a billion people so you, you got to realize that what that other person wants and if you can find a way to deliver that to that person or even a part of that thing, then yeah. For okay. sure. I, I, so uh, coming, coming back to, uh, to the podcast, how, how are you getting the word out? Because when you start, yes, you're getting guests. Yes, you're getting uh, guests who have a good name and they have their own following and stuff, but still you need to put in efforts from your side, right? And what are you doing for for that specific thing?
1: So I would say um, personal content, advertising it. So you know the day of the launch, I'll put out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat posts saying episode with this person out, go check it out. Um, the day I launched, I shared the link with everybody I knew. Personally, I asked them to subscribe, rate and review, all that good stuff. Um, but I still think the number one way to grow it, if you don't have a big audience, is through your guests that way. Um, yeah. They have a guest share it, and they have a big following. That right there can help you build your network immediately. Um,
0: as yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about piggybacking. Um, so when you when you approach your guests, obviously you don't tell them, okay, you will have to share this and all of that. And if they really like and they were on the podcast or on your show, they're automatically going to do that. But what if 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 after the show or something that person doesn't share it? And I know people are like kind of scared. Okay, can you give me a shout out thing and Uh, what what, what do you do then?
1: So, I personally have not had that experience, but if you, what I do is I don't even ask. I just say, I, you know, I tell the person, when this episode goes live, I'll have all the content for you to push out. So I send them all the links, I send them, so I, what you want to do is you want to make it easy for the person. I already have, I type up a thing of, it's like so excited to interview, blah, 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 this is what we discussed, but I do it in terms of their perspective as well. So I can do a first person and can at them. So then they could just copy and paste and put it on their thing. So they have no work to do. They just copy and paste and put it in. If they don't share it, I mean, okay, I guess they they don't have to. Um and it's just one person, I would just continue on going yeah. that because it's that's rare. Most of the time the because it helps their brand too, they want to push it out.
0: uh in, in in that one specific answer, I want to pick up a little small thing that you said, which is you want to make it as easy for them as it's possible and you want to do all the work for them so they all they have to do is share um i don't know how familiar you are with this guy ramit sethi uh, and his briefcase technique so when i go to get, get you want to get a job get a client uh you fix up a meeting you go there you pull up a piece like a of like couple papers from your briefcase like like a dramatic movie scene or something and on that you have all the problems that their business has with the specific thing that you want to do and you've done all the work. All they have to say right now is, yes, they don't have to teach you. They don't have to tell you what's going on in the business, what's going right, what's going wrong. You already know you've done your homework, which yeah. is so strong. And I'm, I'm going to stress on this a little bit for the people, for my audience, especially because uh, I've, I've seen uh, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, people get stuck towards, okay, um, you want to do this, you want to do this, you want to do this, and you ask the people 10 things, like the person who you're approaching, you ask that person like 10 things straightforward, and that it, that simply gets you a no, especially from a person who has like so less time on their hand, like people like Grant, and I know I, I can send him like 20 messages, and it, it doesn't work that way. You want to be able
1: to give first. Um, That's a key thing. You want to be able to give the person value and then ask later down the line. Um, you want to give at least three times before you ask for something. To um, I think that's the best way to get a response because she's going to turn down. I think free work is also a huge thing. If you go to a person that you want to connect with and you say, hey, I'll manage all of your social media or I'll do all this for free for the next two months. Just want to try it out and help you out. Who's going to say no to that? Yeah. Nobody. So if you can get that and then either turn it into a paid position or even just network, I think that is a huge ROI, and I think it has a huge impact on being able to network. I know countless people. Connor Blakely did two years of free work before starting, and now he's, um has clients like Sprint and the MPD group and all those people. Jared Kleiner did free work. All of these amazing entrepreneurs did free work before they did anything, and it's helped them connect, and it helped them get experience, too, and it's something to put on a resume. And
0: within that lies the, the thinking of long-term ROI, then... Trying to benefit short term, uh, a lot of people want the money now, like yeah. now, today, or yesterday, let's say, and they forget to look at it from from a long term perspective. Because if if you also work, for example, if I get to work for somebody who has kind of a medium network for free, I open up so many doors for my own uh, my own business and for like further my own client base. Um, it's 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 kind of huge. Um, so as, as, as for your podcast, I'm I'm going to finish up with one last question, um, very particular to podcasts, why, like, so I know you, like you directly got into iTunes and, um, the, there are, there there's like SoundCloud, there's Spotify, uh, there is Stitcher, I think I'm, I'm not that familiar with Stitcher because I don't think it's that big for, for today's and that, that viral. Uh, effect to get like your initial boost um so for people who want to start their own podcast or own show, what are the three things like day one maybe they even don't have an idea so day one what are what are the three things they should map out and start through from a platform perspective and from the idea perspective
1: i would find i think the three key things if you want to go start your own podcast number one find some find something you love So find any I love entrepreneurship, so I wanted to do that kind of stuff. If somebody's interested in baseball, do something on baseball. Do something you would love to never stop talking about. You could talk about it for hours on hours on hours and not even realize. I think that's the number one thing because you want to be passionate that way. Um, Number two, I would say have a plan for launch. Um, Because if you put it out there and then you text, it's not going to work as well as if you have a pre-launch strategy. So I would start texting friends and um, family, you know, a week or two in advance, say, here's what I'm going to do. Um, like I created a Facebook group um, before my launch calls. My people I'd already had on, all my friends and family, and I said, I'm going to be putting content in this thing. I need to push it out, share it, all that. That was key to helping me on. Um, and try as hard as you can for press coverage, I think. I think it's very difficult, but if you position it in the right way, I think it's very doable. Um, so going back, I said, press coverage is a huge thing as well. Um, say that you need to, um, it's very difficult, but if you can do it correctly, I think it's an essential tool. Um, I would say you need to package yourself great. Um, and you need to show show how you're unique because there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts. You need to stand out and show initiative. Um, I literally called, um, like I was, emailing, not getting a response. So I looked up the call number for like to report a story and called every single news station and it worked. Um so I would recommend packaging yourself because if you can just get one piece of news coverage, number one that can be used as credibility and an email signature or anything on anything as she on for something to post, influence, whatever. Along with being able to drive traffic. So I would say my number three num two three big things for any um future podcasters do something you love. To make sure you have a launch plan and know who you want to spread, who you want to asked to share, and try and get press coverage. I think if you can get press coverage, that's huge. But I would say the most important thing is doing something low. All
0: right, all right. That's 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 a really good advice. Um, and as for the last thing, where can people who who listen to this they can find you? So you can
1: look up my podcast on iTunes. It's called Twenty Under Twenties Two Zero Under U N D E R. Two zero S. Um, you can check out my website, under 20scom Um, check me out on Instagram at K 11 Um, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, all of those. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to email me at Jesse J-E-S-S-E-K-A-Y 811 at gmail.com. I respond to every email and would be happy to either just hear some, um, comments, give advice, however I can help.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Just to make it a, a little easier, I'm gonna put all the links in in the description of wherever you're listening to it. It's SoundCloud, or if this, if you're listening to this on YouTube or on Facebook, I'm, I'm gonna put all the links in the description so you can contact Jesse anytime you want.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right.